Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first episode of our newly branded podcast, Mark K saves the Republic. And I'm happy to be back, first of all, from a long week's vacation. But I'm really thrilled um, to be to be debuting this brand new look and feel and sound for what has become a very, very popular podcast. Only not, you know, not as not look, I'm not bragging. We're not Joe Rogan or anything, but we're getting there. And uh, and I think that this is a this has been a long time coming. Uh, OK, that's a, that's a lie. It's not a lie. <laughs> it's, it's actually a very short time. We've only had 100 episodes, but this is a very important this is a very important moment because after after different steps, various formats, various different, uh, you know, thought processes, we finally come across what this podcast actually is going to be uh, for the foreseeable future. And I think that's really important. And I'll explain all that here in just a minute. Also, why our country and our republic specifically needs saving. I mean, that's that's another thing. This podcast is born and bred not just out of desire and want and the uh, the ability to, you know, to need to like a baby, you know, like some people have a baby. They're like, oh, women are like, I want a baby. I need to have a baby. I want something cute to cuddle and nurture. I have that maternal instinct. And my clock is ticking. That's one reason people have children. This is not that the, the reason this child was born of my mind and my energy and my ability and my voice was not just something cute to coddle and show to, you know, so that the grandparents would be happy. No, this was like the babies of olden days of, of yore went back on the farm when, you know, you would, you would, you would set up, you'd build your house, like a little house on the prairie and you'd have a farm and you'd plant a bunch of acres and you'd be like, we need more, we need more help on the farm. I don't know why it's, it's a farm in Massachusetts. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm a farmer in Massachusetts, but I am now. And uh, and you'd say, "Come here, come here, honey. We're gonna make some more kids. We need more hands. Farm hands is what they were. And they were they weren't really children, and they were more like farm hands. And that's why if a um, that's why in the olden days of yore, that's why when a, a girl was born, the father would curse. You know, he'd be like, "Get but glam it a girl," because he wanted boys. To work on the farm and to, you know, shoot livestock and not livestock, I guess shoot predators of livestock like coyotes and uh, and foxes and whatnot. And so that's what that's what this podcast is. This is not a cute, cuddly, you know, dress it up in cool clothing and and take pictures of it at, at Sears Portrait Studio. No, this is that that's not this kind of baby. This baby is a work workhorse. This baby is going out in the field and this baby is going to get dirty and sweaty and smelly and build up big muscles, rippling muscles, and uh, and is going to save the Republic. This is one of those babies that goes off to war and comes back with medallions and medals and, and ribbons all over uh, for valor, for going out and, and sacrificing and doing things that no other, that no other babies or podcasts in this case would do. Uh, and that's kind of where we, and that's why I named it Mark K saves the Republic because before it was, it was the Mark K pre-show. I mean, very first it was the Mark K pre-show podcast. Sorry. I had a Joe Biden moment there. And that was just really boring. I was just like, Hey, here's me before the show doing a podcast. It was plain. It was simple. It got to the point. Then it evolved to the Catriot podcast for all of the Catriots who listen to the show, all of the Catriots who've read our Catriot manifesto, all of the Catriots who watch us on Newsmax and purchase our merch and are along for the ride and are enjoying what we do every single day. Um, but you know what? There's other people out there that I'm going to be honest with you. have no friggin' clue what a Catriot is. They have no idea. You know, it's, it's not, it's a brand. It's a bunch of people that are, that are, that are, you know, like-minded 
and love the country and want to do whatever they can to protect it. But not a lot of people have know the name recognition. And what I was finding out was while we were while we had a very solid, stable audience, there's so many of you that have been listening every day since day one. I appreciate that. I, I'm what what I just did right there is I boom, I double tapped my heart with a fist and then I, I flash you the peace sign like, yo, bro, thanks for having my back. And there, there's a ton of people that listen every single day and have since day one, all 100 episodes. Uh, but the number needs to grow. And what we learned is when people see the Catriot podcast in the app store, when they see the Catriot podcast in the Google Play store or on Stitcher or wherever else, they don't really know what the hell that means. <laughs> you know, it could be it could just be Joe Biden. It's like a made up word, which is great um, if you if you're if you're in the club. But there's a lot of people that aren't in the club. So we switched it up because uh, my name has some recognition. My face. I mean, look at I mean, it. I'm not going to say that it draws people to them, but I think a lot of people are drawn to my my face, if only to go, oh my God, what's wrong with his face? It doesn't matter. They, it still gets your attention. And then saves the Republic, lets you know two things. Number one, that the Republic is in danger and that there are people out there who are working to save it, namely me and of course you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to hopefully build up that audience. So if you, if, you, uh, if you like the new name, if you like the new look, fantastic. Also, the music at the beginning of the, I'm not sure if that's the music we're going to use for the show. I just used it today. But there's a couple of others, like for example, uh, there's this one, which is kind of like, this is called Hot Rod Rockin' USA. Yeah. See, it's kind of it's kind of like a Hot Rod Rockin'. I think that's a good name for it. We may use this. I haven't yet decided. Um, there's another one that I kind of like. It's it's a really, it's like a super corny cheeseball victory synth. Well, here, I'll just, I'll just play it for you. This one here. Yeah, it's got that real got that real kind of like the final countdown feel i don't know i'm gonna use one of these two i one of these three pieces of music i haven't yet decided which one it is that's going to be the main title theme if you have any ideas by the way leave them in the comments or go hit me up in the discord or you know you guys can find me somehow just let me know one two or three which one you like hot hot rod rockin uh the synth victory or just the um just the, you know the the one that i used um but anyway so that that's what's going on with the podcast and we appreciate and i appreciate you being here for this part of the, uh, for the new baby that, is, that has just been born. Um, this goes, of course, hand in hand with all of the other things we do, like the radio show, which is back again today at noon. Fun fact, we lost one of our Catriot Radio Network radio stations. And this is something that's very important to know because uh, it, we all think that politically, we are not still under attack, but we are. And there are places out there, even in the mainstream media, even in talk radio, that look out at the uh, they look out at the culture. They look out at what's going on with, you know, the the woke atmosphere. They look at what's going on with Disney. They look at what's going on with Coca-Cola. They look at what's going on with all these companies that are bowing down to the crazy left wing lunatics. I mean, the people that just have the weirdest ideas about pronouns, about sexuality, about gender, about abortion. And they are, you know, and they're like, look, we need to survive by placating this very small group of people. Um, and I think that's what's going on with one of our Catriot Radio Network radio stations. I think they're taking a more political, you know, the, instead of going starboard, which is, you know, if they're like in a ship, their ship has been going starboard, which for those of you that don't sail means to the right. Um, and I think what they're doing now is they're now, they're now, you know, turning the wheel a little bit to port and they're going to, and they're going to veer off to the left. So it's better that we're not part of that <laughs> because that would not be good. Um, and, you know, best of luck to them. I don't think I, I think it's a bad move 
Uh, but that's, you know, that's their move. It's their radio station, not mine, as I always say. So um, that's something that we need to be aware of, that every single day in corporate culture, every single day, there are people that are making decisions not based on what's good for America, not, not based on what's good for the republic, not based on what's good for you and what you want and what you need, which is information, real, truthful information and entertainment and ideas and knowledge and advice, not all that stuff. They're just trying to placate this loud vocal minority that is threatening, I guess, their advertisers. Who knows? Who And don't and don't kid yourself. There's still a very active blacklist of advertised. Rush Limbaugh ran into this a long time ago. He would um, he would say something that was controversial or he would say something that was true. And a lot of people found it to be controversial or pretended it was controversial for their own for their own, you know, devious um, for their own devious purposes. And then they would create a blacklist and advertisers would be told Rush Limbaugh said this, Rush Limbaugh said that, Rush Limbaugh's a racist, he hates, you know, women, he's, he makes fun of uh, handicappy, all these things that didn't really happen. And they would go out and they would tell the advertisers and the advertisers would say, well, I'm not going to advertise on Rush Limbaugh ever. And that bled kind of into not just Rush Limbaugh, but conservative talk radio. And when Donald Trump came into office, that that that, you know, uh, doubled and tripled. And there are advertisers that will go out there and say, hey, buy all buy all the radio stations, but don't buy any conservative talk radio because they just they don't want to be canceled. They don't want to be doxxed. They're afraid they have no backbone and they are they, they can't even stand up to their own customers. And if you can't stand up to your own customers, you you have no right being in business. The best businesses, the ones that really do well and really survive are the ones with an identity. They understand what their identity is. They offer something special to their customers. And if their customers don't want it or don't like it, they say, great, don't be a friggin' customer. And, and, and they leave them and then they're like, you know, see you later. Bye-bye. So many of these companies go, wait a minute. I can't lose a single customer. I can't lose a single customer. I have to change everything about my product. I have to change everything about my company. I have to change my moral compass. I have to take my ship and steer it in the other direction. And that's when you really start to lose. Um, and, and there's a, like, unfortunately, a lot of companies that do that. They let, they let their clientele dictate what their product is, not the other way around. And I think that that's, uh, that's trouble. That's not the way we do business here. I commit. I mean, you guys, God knows I I go on the air and I go, I like this. And people will be like, this sucks. And I go, well, I still like it. So we're going to keep doing it. Um, and that, and that's kind of where we are. So as we head into November, as we head into the midterm elections, know that the attacks are going to be ramped up. Now, we have a lot of Patriot Radio Network stations that are thrilled to death with us, and we're doing really well, and we're doing solid, and we're looking to grow that number, too. But every now and then, somebody's going to stray from the fold or decide, I don't want to go with what I know is best. I don't want to go with what's good for the country or good for my audience. I want to go where uh, I'm not going to lose any money. And that's, um, you know, that's their decision. So that's that. Um, but today at noon, we are going to, we are going to be firing on all cylinders. I've been off for a week. I got I got gifts for Hannah and Jay we're going to go through. I have a whole list of dumb things Joe Biden has done, which I want to get to. We've got, uh, oh, Joetry. I think I've I've written some new Joems, which I'm going to share with you. By the way, the Joetry book is outstanding. We're going to have to go into a second printing before the first printing is even done. Um, if you haven't yet gotten your free Joetry book, this is something I've been working very hard on the last couple of years. Every now and then I'll write a poem about Joe Biden. Uh, for example, I wrote one about him. I wrote a poem. I've written a lot of poems about Joe Biden and the teleprompter. So uh, in the first volume of Joetry, which you'll get, if you ordered your copy, your free copy, great. 
If you haven't, go to joetry.com. That's J-O-E-T-R-Y.com. It's a collection of all the Joe Biden poems I've written over the years. Like I said, it's got the Christmas song, which is like the Twas the Night Before Christmas, but it's called Even Santa Hates Biden. It's got uh, the ode to Joe's dead son, Bo. Yeah, that's a that's a favorite. Um, what else is in there? Uh, Delaware, you know, Corn Pop was a bad dude. There's a whole a poem about Corn Pop. Anyway, but uh, but there's one in there about about being the teleprompter operator. And it's really I mean, it's really poignant, especially with what happened over the week when Joe Biden was trying to, again, placate the crazy left. He was trying to make sure that the people, the far left faction of his party, the socialists, the people that have no moral compass, have no moral clarity, have no morals whatsoever. The people that are, are selfish and just into themselves living in the moment, they're almost hedonistic. Um, if you think about it, if you think about these abortion people, they're hedonistic. They want all the, they want all the sex. They want all the good feelings, but they don't want any of the responsibility that goes with it. They don't see reproduction as reproduction. They see it as a way to get high. And 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 that's something that is troubling. And that's something that, you know, a leader in a country with a moral compass would try to dissuade people from or or, and, you know, I guess they would. That's something that they would clear up if they would. But Joe Biden doesn't do that. He's just he's just focused on trying to get elected again or at least not trying not to lose power uh, for the Democrat Party in, in November. And so he goes out there and he signs an executive order and he gives a speech and it was supposed to be a forceful speech with some really good points, but he messed it all up because he read the instructions written into the script for the teleprompter. He he literally, he was going, he was firing this and saying that, and he was getting loud. And then he goes, end quote, repeat the line, which was not something he was supposed to say. That's something he was supposed to do. It was end quote means the quote's over. Repeat the line means go back and, and say it again. He didn't do those. He just kept reading. It was like, and this and women and in November, and they can tell their the the thing about them in the future. End quote. Repeat the line. Here, I actually I have it here. You can listen to it. Registered to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. And then of course we're gonna play it ad nauseum. Uh, today, but I've written another poem about that one. In addition to the poem that I've already written in my first in my first volume of Joe Tree. Look, basically what I'm trying to say is there's going to be a second volume of this book. And um, and it's all because Joe Biden continues to be one of the biggest laughing stocks in political history. So we'll get into that. Donald Trump had a rally in Alaska. He said some very interesting things. Uh, there's a lot of going on with the Senate races. I don't want to say I told you so, Pennsylvania, but I told you so, Pennsylvania. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Dr. Oz and what he's doing, or more importantly, what he's not doing. So much to get to, so little time. The good news is the show's back. Uh, we're back on Newsmax this Saturday, and we are we are not taking another day off till, well, Labor Day, but that's a national holiday. But that, until Thanksgiving, there's no more extended there's no more extended breaks in the Marquee Show until Thanksgiving, um, when we'll take a couple more days off to be thankful to the Lord for all these great things like this podcast and like uh, true conservatism and like all of you, because I am, I'm thankful for all of you and I'm thankful for you joining me and, uh, and I'm thankful for you it, it, being part of this very first ever episode of Mark K saves the Republic. <laughs> 